0: Hello and welcome to In the Kitchen with Mary Mack. Today our podcast is called Creme and Crema and we are going to tell you how to make your very own creme fraiche and Mexican crema which are both really easy to make and fantastically wonderful additions to all of your food. You will love these They're It's just something that's really good that will take just about everything you make up a notch. So here's the reason you're going to love these. Um, and the first question you're asking maybe is what is creme fraiche or crema and why should you care about those things? Well, creme fraiche is basically heavy whipping cream that has been soured. Um, it's had culture added to it, which causes it to thicken. Same with crema. They're actually made the exact same way, almost. Anything that you use sour cream in, you can use crema in and creme fresh. And the great thing about it is that it is a richer, denser add-in for a variety of things that you already make. So like yogurt and sour cream, creme fresh is a dairy product and it's made and thickened because of the miracle of beneficial bacteria. So while you make yogurt by adding bacteria to milk, sour cream and creme fraiche are made from cream. So what's the difference between sour cream and creme fraiche or crema? Well, the difference is that sour cream usually has a fat content that's about 20%, but creme fraiche has about a 30% Fat content. And the difference is that it gives you a richer and denser taste and that extra fat makes it into a wonderful cooking tool for your cooking arsenal. So if you're making say a bisque type of a soup, if you're um, making a, a a mashed vegetable like mashed potatoes uh, something like that you really want to make it rich and creamy you can use the creme fresh and it. it just gives it a wonderful rich buttery texture and a delicious flavor the trouble with sour cream which i know a lot of people use sour cream in these sorts of things is sour cream can curdle it can separate and it can if it gets too hot it just uh, disintegrates. It becomes something very different from what you put in there. But with that higher fat content and creme fraiche, it sort of works like butter, whereas it would blend in and melt rather than separate. So it actually, even though it will liquefy, it doesn't lose any of its characteristics when that happens. So it's a wonderful thing to cook with. In France, Crème fraîche is often used in sauces for vegetables um, like green beans and cauliflower. It's also used in salad dressings, in soups, um, in pastries, and it can be used on fresh fruit as a dressing for fresh fruit. It can be added to coffee and cocktails, all sorts of things you can do with it. So it's just a, it's just a really wonderful thing. And it's, it's basically cultured heavy cream. So and the same with crema, any sort of a recipe for Mexican food that you make, for example, tacos, fajitas, you can take that crema and use that in place of sour cream. And it just is a flavor boost. It It's going to be a little different than sour cream on the dish. But it's just, it's just such a flavor enhancer. So it's, it's, a, it's a little bit of a special thing. You know, it's, it's a little more special than sour cream. So when you're making your taco, you want to put sour cream on there. You Make your crema and use that instead, and it's just a little bit more special. So we're going to tell you how to make those. You're going to be stunned at how easy it is, actually. So basically, they start off exactly the same. Creme fraiche and crema start off exactly the same. And we're going to start with heavy cream, which you can get at your grocery store, heavy whipping cream. It may be called, it may just be called heavy cream. And what you want to do is get the freshest heavy cream that you can. So if you're looking at the date on the container, make sure that it's not dated for really close to when you're buying it. (laughs) So. You want one that, I mean, cream lasts a long time because of the fat content. So you want to get one that doesn't expire for like a month. Okay. And you're going to need buttermilk, regular old buttermilk. So what is in crema and creme fresh? How do you make it? Here you go. Get yourself a nice pint jar with a screw on lid that seals. You can buy these or you can have them by purchasing something that, comes in that size of a jar that has a good screw on seal like uh, jams and jellies that you get at the grocery store often come in a nice jar that has a sort of a rubber seal inside the lid perfect to use for this okay you want a nice clean jar and you're going to take your heavy cream and put it in the jar and then you're going to add buttermilk now how much do you want to make if you want to make one cup of creme fraiche or one cup of crema you're going to use one cup of heavy cream and one tablespoon of buttermilk. And what you're going to do is add your buttermilk to your heavy cream and stir it around and then set it on your kitchen counter with either a coffee filter over it or some cheesecloth over it or a piece of cloth over it. And you're going to let it sit out for 24 hours on your kitchen counter the end of 24 hours, you're going to give it another stir and put the lid on it and put it in your refrigerator for 24 more hours. So that's two days. After two days, you're going to check it and you're going to see that it has become about the consistency of really, really thick sour cream and your creme fraiche or crema will be ready to use. Well, your crema won't because we're going to go one more step with that. So your creme fraiche is ready to use. And that's all you have to do. Now I have several recipes I'm going to give to you. And what I did was I made a quart jar of creme fraiche when I started looking into this, cause I knew I was going to be experimenting. So I made several recipes with it and, um, I really enjoyed using it actually. So that's the creme fraiche. And then, um, we'll put that aside and talk about the crema and then I'll give you the recipes the crema has a couple more steps. So now you've got your creme fraiche that you made already with your one cup of whipping cream and your one tablespoon of buttermilk, and you have let them ripen. Now, once it's ripened, you're going to add an eighth teaspoon of salt and two teaspoons of lime juice to your one cup of creme fraiche. Mix well, And put that in your refrigerator for 24 hours, and then you will have a very delicious product called crema to use on your Mexican-American dishes, and you will love it. Here's here's one recipe for using your crema, Um, and like I said, it's wonderful to use as a topping instead of sour cream on any, I mean on nachos, if you're making nachos, if you're making um, uh, tacos uh, burritos any sort of thing that you like to make quesadillas make yourself a flipping quesadilla if you want to <laughs> sorry ancient cultural reference so if you want to you know use it in any of those things it's just wonderful because it's very flavor, flavorful very dense and flavorful so here's the recipe that i found this is for a little thing that seems to be getting popular with all these little cooking networks and it's uh, mexican street corn um, so, uh, Mexican street corn is a real basic thing. I think we try to overdo it a little bit. So, um, I'm going to give you a really basic recipe for it, a, a really simple, basic recipe. And the great thing about this is you can use leftover corn. Like if you had corn on the cob for supper and you save your corn till the next day, you can actually use leftover corn for this. It works fine. You want to get, I'm just going to tell you like with, we'll just say, uh, we'll just say like six ears of corn here. Okay. So you wanted to get six ears of corn. You're going to boil them first to cook the corn, and then you're going to put them on a hot grill to char it. Now you can cook your corn on the grill for this, but it's in order to get it to cook and not burn up on the grill. I mean, I don't, you know, people can say they like it, but this is an easy way to do it because this way the kernels are cooked the whole way. And you put them on the grill and just leave them on the grill a little bit to get some nice darkening on them and that little um, extra flavor there. And this is a little bit better way, but however you want to do your corn is fine. All we need to do is have the corn cooked. Okay, once the corn is cooked, this is what you're going to put on your corn. You're going to mix a fourth of a cup of mayonnaise with a fourth of a cup of crema and whip that up real good, and you're going to spread that on your corn like butter almost, and it'll meld in. It, you'll see it a little bit, but it'll mostly meld in. Then you're going to sprinkle it with a half teaspoon of chili powder, and you can add a little bit of fresh cilantro on it if you want to, and then there's a type of Mexican cheese that is used on Mexican street corn that is called cotija cheese. And it is a cow's milk cheese similar to our, to what we would be like a freshly grated Parmesan or Romano cheese. And they grate it real, real fine. um, Almost like a, I mean, it's just real, very fine grated cheese. So what you do is you put your, uh, your mixture of uh, mayonnaise and crema, you spread that on like butter you sprinkle chili powder, sprinkle some of this uh, cotija cheese, and you can put a little bit of fresh cilantro on for garnish if you choose, and then you eat it. It is, it's it's good. It's a different way, but it's good. It's, uh, I guess it kicks your corn up a notch. And another thing you can do, which it's along the same lines, is you can take that corn that you have cooked and then grilled on your grill to kind of char it a little bit, Cut the kernels off and mix these same things into the corn for just like a side dish. So you would take your six ears of corn, cut the kernels off, add a fourth cup of mayonnaise, a fourth cup of crema, a half teaspoon of chili powder, a teaspoon of minced garlic, and some fresh cilantro, just a little bit for a garnish. Mix that up and it's just like a delicious side dish. So it's really not as, believe me, Mexican street corn. I was laughing because you look at pictures, if, if you want to be entertained sometime, go online and look at pictures of people eating Mexican street corn because you have all these people like dressed really nicely trying to eat this big, gloppy, delicious fantastic looking thing. And I'm like, I needed like a roll of paper towels to eat it. I was an absolute mess. So I don't think that somebody who's dressed in fine clothes could eat, um, elotes and survive (laughs) without 70 stains on them. So, um, but this is a really good thing to do. If you like corn on the cob and you, uh, you like to try new things, try this. This is a good thing to do. And it's kind of nice because you can always have, you know, the plain corn on the cob for the unadventurous sorts of people. And then you can have your corn on the cob with your delicious homemade crema that you made. Okay. Now here's some recipes for uh, using creme fraiche. And like I said, creme fraiche, you can use in substitution for places that you normally use sour cream Um, or milk, even like I said, mashed potatoes. If you want to make a really special, fantastic, uh, super rich mashed potato, add some creme fresh to it instead of using milk. If you want to make a delicious sauce for your cooked vegetables, you just use it, like put a blop of creme fresh and a bit of freshly ground pepper and sea salt on it. Sprinkle that on. And it, it's just, it's, it enhances the dish. It just does. It's something different than normal. This is one thing I did because of course I've been on this weirdo ice cream kick all summer and I'm not done with my weirdo ice cream kick yet, but I made ice cream with creme fraiche and this was really good. This was actually really good. I used one pound of fresh strawberries, cleaned and cut up, and then I used one cup of white sugar, regular white sugar, and then I used uh, one and two thirds cups of creme fraiche and a teaspoon of vanilla. And I um, how you make this is you put your strawberries and sugar in your food processor and pulse that until it's almost smooth. And then you're going to add the creme fraiche and vanilla and keep pulsing that until it's well blended. Pour that out into a freeze-proof container, um, which I used a nice heavy plastic container. I poured that into it and put the lid on and put it in my freezer and this stuff was out of this world. It was so good. It was so easy. And it set up really nicely, but it didn't get super hard. So you didn't need to, you could do this in an ice cream freezer, a smaller size ice cream freezer, but you wouldn't need to because you could actually scoop this. And it was very good, very good with the fresh. And look, there's four ingredients in it, basically. Four ingredients. Four ingredients. It was delicious. So this is a really good one to try. And I think this would work with any fresh fruit, to be honest. I'm going to be trying it with peaches because peaches are almost ready in our area of the world. So um, I'm going to try it with peaches, blueberries. I'm going to keep eating ice cream until I'm so sick of it that I can't even stand to look at it so that could be like 10 or 12 years from now but I'm loving experimenting with the creme fraiche because there's so much you can do with it I mean it's uh, I'm going to have a lot more recipes to come that utilize creme fraiche but I'm not going to put them all under this category because we'd be here forever you know so that's a good one that ice cream there and this I made I've made this three times now and this, uh, the original recipe, it's called a rhubarb cream cake. Okay. So of course I made this with rhubarb, but then I also made it with strawberries. And again, I think you could use mostly any sort of a berry. Uh, I'm sure raspberries would work well with this. Probably peaches would work well. That would make a really good, like strawberry rhubarb cake. I did make a strawberry rhubarb and it was good. I did half rhubarb, half strawberry for the amount of, uh, fruit. So this was very good. This is what it takes. And it's pretty easy. Um, I'm not a big fan. I'll say this now. I am not a big fan of using a prepared cake mix uh, in a recipe, but I I found the recipe and I thought, well, I'm going to try it because it says, you know, use a, a boxed yellow cake mix. So I did. And it actually was really good. So I'm sure if you have a good scratch cake recipe, it would also work really well possibly even better because scratch cakes are a little more dense, so it possibly would be even better. Um, I did not try it, but I did try several different varieties of yellow cake mix because I'm not kidding you when I say I've made this several times already. It's delicious. So you're going to need six cups of chopped rhubarb or three cups of chopped rhubarb and three cups of strawberries and I cut the rhubarb into half inch pieces. That's the amount of fruit that you need one third cup of sugar, one cup of creme fraiche, and one yellow cake mix prepared to the box instructions. So what you're going to do is you're going to grease a nine by 13 pan, preheat your oven to 350 degrees. You're going to make the cake mix according to your box instructions and pour the cake mix into the pan, spreading it out evenly. Now you're going to sprinkle your pieces of rhubarb or strawberries and rhubarb or whatever kind of fruit you're using. You're going to sprinkle them all over that cake before it's baked. It's so it's batter. Okay. So you're going to sprinkle those all over your cake batter. Then you're going to sprinkle your third cup of sugar on top of the fruit. Okay. After that, you're going to drizzle or attempt to drizzle your creme fraiche. Creme fraiche is not big on drizzling. It's kind of more gloppy. So So, glop the creme fraiche onto the cake. Glop it around all over the top of the cake. Okay. Should you like try to spread it evenly if it's coming in huge glops? Don't even try. It's a battle you will not win. Okay. So glop your creme fraiche over the whole thing and put it into the oven for 40 to 45 minutes. And you want to bake it until the top of the cake is golden and the cake begins to pull away from the sides of the pan. Cool this on a rack, and when it is cool, cut it into uh, pieces. It serves like twelve to fifteen people. Is there a time that it usually takes so they have something to aim? For? Uh, it took about two hours for it to cool. So no, no, like for baking. Oh, I said forty to forty-five minutes. I don't think you did. Oh, didn't? Okay, no, well I'll you say just that said now. Until it's golden brown, bake at three hundred and fifty degrees for forty to forty-five minutes until the cake top is golden and the cake begins to pull away from the sides. So you want to make sure it's baked because you've got a lot of creamy and fruity stuff in there. Okay. It takes a little bit longer than a normal cake of this size because you have to bake your fruit and cool it on a rack and it'll serve, uh, like I said, 12 to 15 people serve it with a nice dollop of whipped cream or more cream fresh on the top. And, um, what happens when you bake, this is the fruit and the creme fraiche sink down through the cake and they form this delicious gooey fruity layer in the bottom of the cake. And so when you, when you put your fork into that, it's just this, this whole, um, it's unbelievable. It's just really good. It's a very, very good dessert, pretty simple to make. And, um, I I know my family enjoyed it so many times. I made it four times, basically testing it out, and uh, they keep asking for it. So it was a successful cake, very good cake, great use of your creme fraiche, and it was a different... I, I took it to a picnic. The nice thing about it was it was really different, and everybody that's what everybody kept saying. What kind of cake is this? What did you do? How did you get it to have that creamy layer at the bottom? How did you do that? You know? So it was impressive and it was so easy. There's no icing, there's no topping for it unless you want to put the whipped cream or cream fresh on the top. Um, but it was really, really good. So I guarantee you will enjoy that recipe. Give that one a try and, uh, let me know what you think. Uh, I think I'm gonna try it. Like I said, I'm anxious to try it with peaches when the peaches are on because I think that is gonna just knock it out of the park. So, but there you go. There is your creme fresh and crema, and I really hope you give those a try because you know it's really funny. Things like that are so expensive to buy, and I know whipping cream is expensive, buttermilk isn't really. But it's just such a neat thing to have on hand. And here's a little extra tip. Obviously you're not using very much buttermilk when you make this, so you're going to have some buttermilk left. And I can honestly say I have enjoyed using up my buttermilk. I'm not a huge buttermilk fan, but when I did this and I had like a almost a pint of buttermilk left, I'm like, what am I going to do with all this? So I have made, I have used it in my uh, Merrimack Bakehouse oat Brand muffins And it makes them rise so good because the, you have the buttermilk is cultured, you know, and it has a wonderful reaction in, um, a mix that has baking powder or baking soda in it. And it just, uh, the rise is fantastic and it's makes everything so moist. So I used it in my muffins. I've used it in, uh, pancakes. I've used it in, I made a cake, um, a scratch cake and I used it in the cake. It just works so well. And as I said, I'm not, and haven't been a huge fan of buttermilk, but I can honestly say this. I used to be the person who added lemon juice to milk when a recipe called for buttermilk. Cause I'm like, eh, I'm not getting buttermilk. I'll never do that again ever because buttermilk is not expensive, but it's such a wonderful flavor addition and we used it um remember in our uh podcast about making irish soda bread we talked about buttermilk and we used it for the soda bread it's amazing what buttermilk and baking soda i mean it's like those volcanoes you made as a kid (laughs) but it just makes everything rise so well so definitely that's a great tip uh using buttermilk to bake it just is also a wonderful addition so i hope you give these a try and let me know what you think. Let me know what you did with your creme fraiche and your crema. And we'll talk to you later. Make sure to check us out online on Facebook and Instagram at Merrimack Bakehouse. On Twitter at Merrimack Podcast and Mary Mac Mixes. And on our website, MacPodcast.com. Thanks a lot for listening. If you did, and if you didn't, too bad for you.